Hello everyone and welcome back to OK Yup. Sorry it's been a little bit, um, but that's per usual because I'm human, okay? And I got things to do. Sorry, that was sounding a little sassy. Okay, anyway. Um, so the there's not necessarily like a goofy um national holiday or day, but it is um, St. Patrick's Day on the day that I'm recording this. So that is awesome. Happy St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. I hope you're able to celebrate, wear green, um, and get into the spirit. It's a fun holiday. Um, lately, I've been, it's been an exhausting week, let me tell you. I don't know why, but daylight savings, although I love because of like, I don't know, it just starts to feel like spring and summer and like it's um, lighter later in the day. But it has messed up my sleep schedule so bad. And I don't know why because I feel like I'm never this affected before by it. But I've been waking up. First of all, it takes so much for me to fall asleep, even though I'm tired all day. And then I get back to my room at like, or sorry, I go to sleep. And I'll get in bed at like 1030 and then I cannot fall asleep. And I even take melatonin. So I don't know why I'm not falling asleep when I'm literally exhausted all day. And then I get into bed and then I'm I can't go to sleep. And then I wake up at like 3 or 4 a.m. And then that's it. And this happens every few weeks slash few months. And I don't know why. Um, I also have not been taking care of my body this week. And I, that's my goal for next week is to just reset and be better about it. Um, I always hate when people are like, oh, my gosh. I didn't, all I had today was coffee and I didn't even eat food. Or like, oh, my gosh. I have more caffeine in my body than water. Um, but that's literally been – me this week and it's not a flex and I have been so bad at it and I've and I can so feel like my body shutting down because of it plus the lack of sleep um so I just got Pedialyte and I'm gonna be drinking that hopefully it'll compensate for the lack of hydration that I'm getting right now um I will say the little blessing this week has been um miraculously on the days when I've been like jam-packed busy God answers my little prayers and then like the class that's like causing me the most anguish gets canceled and like I was supposed to have an exam one day and the class got canceled and the exam got moved to tomorrow which was so needed for me and then um today I was supposed to have a class and on Thursdays I have classes like literally straight through all day with an hour break but then during that hour I practice um and so I don't even really have time to shower and so but then the class was canceled today and so I was able to shower, I was able to eat, and so I'm just trying to be, I have to be better about that next week, um, and I feel like the meals that I am having are very, like, incomplete meals, like, I'm having a bagel and coffee, and that's just not a way that I should be fueling myself, um, but it also has been an issue because I always have something during lunchtime, and then the dining hall's closed by the time that I, like, finish up classes or practice or, um, I nanny, so, like, during that, but, um, that'll be a goal for next week, and this week was just kind of a dud, but sometimes those weeks happen, um, and so I think a mix of not really drinking water, drinking too much caffeine, not getting sleep, and then not fueling myself properly, my body has just been not okay this week, but aside from that, oh, and also I've been having nightmares, like, I had this dream, Okay, if any of you are like dream interpreters, let me know what this means. So back in the fall, I had a cat who I had for 18 years and he passed away. And it was so sad and I miss him so much. 
but occasionally I'll have dreams with him. And he came into my, this sounds so stupid the way I'm saying this out loud, but it was so scary. And so I, he came to me in my dream, but then like, it was actually like an evil spirit that was taking the form of him and like tricking me. And it was really scary when I was um, uh, in the dream and I woke up really panicked. And then, yeah, so I've just been having like weird nightmares a lot. Um, so that's probably also an effect of me not taking care of my body. Um, and then today in the weight room, I was seeing stars. So that's been my week. <laughs> um, but it's Thursday and basically, it's basically Friday because it's already, what, like 9 p.m., 8.30 on Thursday. And so tomorrow is a new dawn. And then this weekend's going to be fun with St. Patrick's Day festivities. And then it's the next week and I'll start a fresh new mindset for taking care of myself. Um, anywho, also I feel like March is flying by. Um, usually I feel like March drags on so much, but like it's already the 17th. We have like two exactly two weeks left of March. That's crazy. Um, but today, a good thing that happened to me was after my busy day of like getting up early for Lyft and then having, um, uh, what do you call it? Classes. <laughs> the reason I'm here. Um, and then I had classes all day and then I had practice and then I had some more classes. I got to dinner with my team and it was just such a fun time to spend with them. And like, they can always cheer me up and make me feel so much better. And they make me, I don't know, it's just like my like serotonin levels just rise when I'm with them and I'm always just in a good mood. And so it was so nice to see them after like the hard day and like right at and also, I feel like the classes I did have today were, like, fun and productive. And I was, like, into it, which was a good feeling because sometimes I'm, like, what is going on? Um, but it was a really fun day with friends and I just hung out with them for a little bit. And so, I – it's been an overall good day. But today, we're going to be talking about um, – I'm actually going to be answering some questions because I am not an expert. And so, I asked you guys to um, ask any questions that – you need advice on or just questions in general and I'll do my best to give my um unprofessional opinion so take everything I say as always with a grain of salt I am not god I am not um a professional and I don't have a degree in this obviously so this is just from an average college student's point of view and what I would maybe do to answer these questions but um obviously I'm gonna be answering this anonymously but let's get started The first question is, what is the best way to get confidence to put yourself out there? Um, this is a, a tricky one because I think I still struggle with this. I think I do come across as like a pretty confident person, um, but I have to be with the right crowd and I wasn't always like so confident and outgoing. Um, well, I think the best way to like get the confidence to put yourself out there is like doing things that make you happy and but like push the boundaries at the same time so for example I feel like freshman year I was really insecure I um struggled with confidence and had a lot of anxiety and although sometimes I still do struggle with that something I always wanted to do freshman year was 
run for my school, but I was always so nervous and I never wanted to do it because the idea of it freaked me out. But once I did it and I met the amazing people and I like showed myself that I could do this, like I've gained confidence in all other aspects of my life. And so I think finding something that maybe you've been wanting to do for a while that you think might surprise you, I say almost push the boundaries in one way and it will resonate in every other way. Um, I can't say who wrote this question, but um, you know who you are. And let me just say that you, I can tell, are gaining so much confidence right now. And I'm so proud of you. Um, But to everyone else who um, is just gaining the wisdom (laughs) from me answering this question, I honestly think just doing something that makes you happy that also might push the boundaries in your life and doing something for you because as as soon as you start doing stuff for you rather than for other people and I know that people hear that all the time but like once I started doing that I became so much more comfortable in myself my friendships my like relationships like everything just felt so much better and so much more right than it did when I just was like complying with everything like as soon as I like joined track, put myself out there and like proved myself that I could do things like this. That's when it was able to transfer to every other part of my life. The next says, how do you not overthink situations? So I'm a big overthinker and um, I think I almost used to be more of an overthinker and I've been working on this a lot too, but in, sh- in a short answer, you can't not overthink if that's your nature. And honestly, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing to be an overthinker because it shows that you're considerate and empathetic and you consider all sides of the possibilities. But I do understand that that's inconvenient and it can put a lot of stress and anxiety on yourself. And so in order to not be an overthinker, I think really trying to ask yourself, what's the logic of this actually happening? Or what's like where's the evidence to show that this is going to result this way? For example, I'll see someone crying and I'll say, what did I do to hurt their feelings? What did I, like, what did I do? Why are they crying? Why did I make them cry? Like, that's where my brain goes. I overthink everything and I overanalyze everything. Um, But then I have to take a step back and say, okay, well, where's the evidence to support that I made them cry? And then as soon as I realized that I don't know that person <laughs> or if I was not talking about them or, or whatever, then it shows that I was overthinking it, you know? So like, although it can be hard to like think of things from a, lo- from a logical perspective, especially if you're an emotional thinker and an overthinker, but really trying to come up with, sometimes even come up with a literal list or one in your head where you have all the reasons for why it could go one way, why it could go another way, and where's the evidence to support each way. Um, I do that with my therapist sometimes, and it's actually really helpful. Or if, like, you think someone's mad at you, and then once you think about it more and you realize that they've actually had a really long week and maybe something in their personal life happened, like, just if you consider the logical parts of it, then you'll be able to break down the anxious thought um, of overthinking and be able to do stuff for you and think more logically. 
Okay, the next question. I think it's a little bit of a joke, but I kind of like it anyway. It says, how does one choose a favorite color? Feels like a loaded question. I, I, I hear the, um, I can't tell if I hear some sarcasm. I might, but um, I like it nonetheless. So when it comes to choosing a favorite color, I think whatever resonates most with you, like I feel like everyone went through like a blue and teal phase, you know, and like I feel like I'm always like, oh, yellow is my favorite color. But then when I think about it and it, it is one of my favorite colors, but then also I'm like a good forest green or an olive green, an army green, like just colors that like I tend to wear a lot or like make me feel like good or like lavender. That's such a delicious color. <laughs> um but then I like, I don't know. I just feel like it's like it gives off a certain energy. So what energy you think resonates with with you, then that's the color that you might resonate the most with too. The next one says, what do I do if I keep feeling FOMO? So I've talked about this a few times on the podcast. Um, FOMO is fear of missing out. And I personally used to struggle with this a lot. And again, I think it wasn't really until this year that I broke away from feeling FOMO. And it is so freeing. And obviously, I'm human. I feel FOMO sometimes. But when I like can't go to something, it's not because I'm like, oh my, or I don't worry because I'm like, oh my gosh, like everyone's going to make memories without me. Everyone's going to forget about me and become closer. Like it's not that anymore. It's more oh, dang it, I want to see those people. I w- Like, I wish I could go, but I'll see them next weekend or something like that. Like, the reasoning behind, like, why I'm disappointed if I can't go to a certain outing or something, it's not the same. It's it's not the same. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? But it's not the same feeling that I had when, like, a couple years ago when I was so stressed that everyone would become close if I couldn't go to, like, one party or something um in terms of not feeling FOMO I honestly think it takes you like not going to a certain outing or event or whatever and then realizing that nothing changed I mean yeah it's natural people are gonna make a memory or make an inside joke um but what does that matter in the long in the long run you know and like what is it like their relationship isn't really going to change and it's not going to mean anything's different with you and their relationship. So, you know, like even though it might – like the people that were able to go might gain something, it doesn't mean that you're losing something. So I think a really good way to get over FOMO is to honestly not go to something and to say no to hanging out if you don't want to because that's the other thing. If you're constantly getting FOMO to a point of exhaustion, is that really – like? Are you really happy? Are you happy? Because freshman year, I would go to a party every single weekend. And now I'll go once or twice a month. And I have so much more fun now that I'm going once or twice a month rather than freshman year when I was going every other weekend and exhausting myself. And so I think it makes being able to take that first step in saying no to something you don't want to go to and showing to yourself that you gain so much more from maybe having some time to yourself or hanging out with someone different or going home, whatever it might be. And then it's going to make the next outing you go to that much better because then it's going to be new and it's going to be exciting and you'll miss going out or it's not just about going out, but you know what I mean? Um, so I think doing it once, 
and it's not going to be perfect that first time. You might still be anxious. You might still get FOMO. You probably will. But then after it's over, you'll realize that nothing really changed with all the relationships in your life. Somebody said, is it okay to not have a friend group? Absolutely. I know sometimes it can be so ideal to want to have like this perfect friend group of like four or five people and that you all have these perfect relationships and that you always like I know that that seems so ideal but honestly isn't it also so great to be a floater and have so many possibilities of friends and you don't feel like you're ever leaving anyone out or that you're not you don't have to have everyone there at once in order to have a fun time or hang out like I think it's totally acceptable to not have a friend group because it doesn't mean the friends in your life are any less than or any like worse than people that are in friend groups. And a lot of time, there's a lot more of issues with dynamics and relationships in a friend group because of jealousy and um, inconsistency among the relationships of the people in it. That sometimes being a floater or having like a few close friends, but then that you are all able to like have your other individual friends and have other like I'm very thankful at school that I have so many like different friends and I have my team I have my roommate I have my friends that aren't on my team that I've been friends with since freshman year like there are so many I have people in theater like there are just so many different friends that I have and I don't have a friend group I have many friends and I have many different groups of friends that I hang out with but I I don't have like one defined group on the other hand at home I do have a very I'm so incredibly lucky for the friend group I have at home and we have such a good relationship such a good bond um and I'm thankful for that too but one's not better than the other and so I think it's totally acceptable if you don't have a friend group and it can honestly be a lot less dramatic sometimes and it doesn't make the relationships around you any worse like I said okay somebody said how can I get over my fear of failure um I mean failure is part of life I get that like I understand like perfectionism and work like being a workaholic and just wanting to do everything right like I get it and sometimes failure makes me nervous but at the end like what's the fun in not having any fun stories to share about failure? You know, like some of the stories that I love the most about my life are the ones when I failed the most. Like I continuously laugh about when I didn't make the team freshman year for of high school, um, my tennis team freshman year of high school because I was really bad. But then I got better. Well, okay. My charisma also got me on the team software, but I did go um, and I got like lessons. I played a lot. I became a lot more strong and I became a lot more comfortable with myself. I learned to laugh at myself more. And because of that obstacle, then I was able to enjoy the sport more, you know? And I think it speaks more volumes if you fail and then you're able to come back and be able to like redeem yourself or switch gears and change what you were originally intending on doing and doing something else like I don't know I I feel like failure can almost teach us more than um success all the time um it's from my track season 
this year, I feel like I've learned more from my failures than my successes. So yes, it's really nice to hit the times you want and to um, do well in a race. But I feel like I've learned more about myself from the races I've done really bad in or the races where something's gone wrong. Um, at our championship meet, I had to run the 5K on the track, which is 25 laps on an indoor track. So naturally, that's a lot of laps to um, get mixed up. And the whole counting system was really wacky and like no one's really counting laps. Um, and so I started to finish and I like literally started to walk off the track because I thought I was done. But nay, I had three more laps to go and I just had to get back on the track and laugh at myself and throw my hands up. So what am I supposed to do? Give up? So some might see that as a partial failure because I didn't really get the time I wanted, but it's freaking funny. And so I gained a lot from that. Okay. Somebody said, how do I get my old energy back from before the pandemic? Honestly, the pandemic, like I know that it's drawing to an end or like our, our quarantine ways and our masking and all of that's kind of changing and going back to quote unquote normal. But that doesn't change the past two years that we've gone through. And it doesn't change. Like if you would have told us five years ago that we're going to go through a worldwide pandemic where unfortunately thousands and thousands and thousands of people are going to die and people are going to get sick. People are going to feel isolated. People's mental health is going to decline. We had to leave school. We have to quarantine, like all of these things. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't have thought we would be, we would be able to do it. So it's totally acceptable that we don't have the same energy that we did before the pandemic. And I totally understand um, as far as getting it back, I, if you're not already in therapy, I would really highly recommend. I know a lot of times people knock on therapy because it's like, oh, no, I can fix my own issues myself. No, I'm not going to therapy. But like, there comes a time when you need that extra help and that's okay. Because when I pull myself out of the darkest holes in life, it's because I admitted to myself that something needed to change and that maybe I needed a, a new therapist or whatever it might be. On top of that, be forgiving of yourself because like I said, we had quite the past two years and of course our energy is not going to be the same as it was before. We just had such a traumatic experience. But in order to get it back, try to reconnect with, with who you were before the pandemic and what you liked doing before the pandemic. Maybe you did theater and theater hasn't really been a thing in the past couple of years because it's hard to do live theater in a, in a pandemic. Try to get back out there and do theater again. If you really enjoyed band, then and you weren't able to do band concerts or really practice the and do like live band over the past couple of years, try to get back into that. If it's traveling, try to get back into that. Even if it's not like going on a plane and going abroad, get in your car and do something new. If you live maybe an hour away from the ocean, go to the ocean for the day. If you live near mountains, go for a hike. I don't, just something that is different because I think a lot of us for the past two years have been unfortunately in a very ugly routine and it's like Groundhog Day. So I think doing something new and almost making a bucket list, that's going to be my challenge for you. So make a bucket list over, you can either do one for the month, for the rest of the year, whatever it might be. I've just realistic things that they don't need to be crazy. They don't need to be like going to space, but just something that you would enjoy doing for you. And 
because we're coming to a new dawn of this pandemic and we're we're seeing the light up ahead then i think it's going to be almost life-changing in order to it's going to be life-changing to do something different and to make yourself feel those endorphins again okay whoa <laughs> okay yeah i'm going to answer one last question because this one really resonated with me somebody said I have been really upset and anxious since I lost an animal. How do I stop this feeling and how do I feel happy again? So, I, as I mentioned earlier, I lost an animal in the fall and it was really difficult for me, especially because it was the first, he was my first pet and he was the first pet of mine to ever pass away in my lifetime. I've had three pets my entire life and that's it and they're like, they're the squad and so... I really don't know. I didn't know losing a pet before losing Dasher, who is my cat. And what's the what's the crazy part is I have had family members that are actual people who have passed away. But after my cat passed away, that's when I started feeling like death anxiety. And sometimes I'll be in my bed and I'll like start to feel like this really anxious and uncomfortable feeling. And like I'll toss and turn and I'll like start to like hyperventilate because I just get nervous of my other pets passing away or like people passing away. It's like this weird new anxiety that I have of like death and that's never been something that I've really been too nervous of or considered. Um, but it's now something that's like, it's one of those like, you know, when your anxious thoughts burden you when you're laying in bed, that's the main one. And so I totally understand how that is. Something that's really helped me is doing something with that pet's like whether whether it be paw print or collar or whatever it might be me and my um sister have necklaces with his paw print on it and then for christmas i got my parents pictures of the cat that passed away and then also all three of the pets um that were drawn by one of my friends at school who's a really good artist and they love them and then my mom got everyone else in the family hand-drawn drawings of all them that was kind of the theme of Christmas this year was just like Dasher and all the pets um and it was really hard for a while and it still is and I think just knowing that unfortunately this happens with pets and unfortunately it happens in our lifetime usually um but then just keeping their memory alive somehow and not forgetting about it, acknowledging the feeling. Because death, no matter who it is, a pet, a person, like, it's going to be hard. And sometimes I felt so silly for, like, sobbing over my cat dying. And, like, I feel like especially, I don't know what animal of yours passed away, but for me, I was like, I feel like people can't resonate with, like, a cat dying more. Like, I feel like if I said dog, they would – be like they would sympathize more but because I said cat I feel like it almost sounds like goofy like this sounds so weird like I don't know but I feel like I wasn't but whoa, words um I was validated though but I was just I had this fear in me I'm like everyone's gonna think I'm like overreacting about a cat but like it was so incredibly hard so just knowing that like most people know this feeling and know how difficult this is and to talk about it and and remember them and you don't need to rush into getting a new pet you can really still mourn 
your old pet because that was a big part of your life. Um, but really just feeling those emotions and don't feel insecure about that or feel like you're doing anything wrong. You can hurt and it's okay to feel that way. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I'm going to leave off there with those questions. Um, I hope you had an amazing day, a great St. Patrick's Day, um, and that you have a great St. Patrick's Day weekend and you're able to celebrate. Um, I am rooting for all of you. I hope that you can all do something today or tomorrow or soon that will make you happy and do something for you. Remember, you're the main character in your life, so put yourself first. Um, And you're all beautiful, as always. And um, remember to follow the Instagram. That's Podcast on Instagram. And then you can DM with any comments, questions, and you can interact with any polls or podcast little themes that I do. Um, And also you can email me at okayyeppodcasts at gmail.com with any other questions, comments, concerns, seeking advice, anything like that. But I hope you enjoyed this podcast of me um, not knowing what I'm talking about, but trying to give the best advice that I can. So have a great rest of your week and join me next time on Okay Yep.